turn to the person next to you and tell them, hey, the Lord has been waiting for you today. Strength to rise, strength to rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Strength to rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Let's sing that again. Strength to rise, strength to rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Strength to rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon our God. You reign forever. God, you do not fade, you won't grow You're the defender of the weak, you comfort those in need. You lift us up on like it. Strength to rise. Strength to rise as we wait upon the Lord. Strength to rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. One more time, strength to rise. Strength to rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength to rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever. Oh, you are, you are the everlasting God, the everlasting God. You do not fade, you won't You're the defender, defender You comfort those in need You lift us up always like the everlasting God. You lift us up on the 
Good morning. Well, Psalm 146 helps to remind us of God's faithfulness. So let's allow its thoughts to become our expression this morning responsibly. God of Jacob, you have been our helper. And because you are eternally faithful, you will continue to be the one we look to. Why would we turn anywhere else for help? Our hope is in you and will remain in you. And we know that we will be blessed as we trust in you. You are the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. You are the Lord who remains faithful forever. You always take on the cause of the downtrodden. You feed the hungry and prisoners you set free. You give sight to the blind and those who are bowed down you lift up. And you love those who find their joy and satisfaction in your ways. Those who know you and are depending on you alone. You watch over the alien and sustain the fatherless and the widow. You look for the humble to show them pity and favor. But those who could care less about your ways, however, and live their lives without any consideration of you, find their path obstructed by you and their ways confounded. May we not oppose you, but instead welcome your will, whatever it may be. You are in charge of this world from generation to generation, and so we gladly give you the reins of our lives this coming year. You have proven to be completely trustworthy in the past, and you never change. We praise your holy name. Before you take a seat, turn to someone and say good morning, and you're glad they're here. updates for you. First, we're going to show you a quick video that um, Pat and Camilla recorded right before they left for the airport. 
Good morning, and it's good to say good morning to you. We're here in Jojakarta and uh, with Sumbuta Marmi, who we've had the joy of partnering with for 22 years now, and I wanted you to hear from them this morning. Good morning. We are so happy and praise the Lord because we have Camilla uh, and Pat uh, with us here. We praise the Lord and we thank so much for uh, his teaching in our Bible school and also for his message in our group. We want to say also thank you so much for uh, supporting our ministry, for partnership with us, for preaching people for Christ and also in this opportunity uh, please pray for our vision one, one, one. one village one church in one generation God bless you hey mommy say something hello <laughs> see you in Huntington Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow morning we uh, is Sunday, and so we'll go to church together. And then uh, we head to Bali. We fly to Bali tomorrow night. And then on Monday morning we begin to make our trip back uh, to Huntington Beach. So look forward to being with you. But, man, we have been blessed to be here. So thank you for praying for us. We're praying for you as you worship the, together this morning. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so they're on a plane right now. Um, and then our next update, as you know, we have Pastor Stephen and three others are leaving for Pakistan February 25th. And they have a very busy schedule. So I'm just going to name a few things they're going to be doing while they're there. They're going to lead a music conference for pastors. They're going to conduct a couple of worship symposiums. They're going to preach, teach, and lead worship in several churches. They're going to lead a worship workshop at a performing arts academy where many Muslims are expected to attend. They're going to participate in a music festival. That's just to name a few. So they're going to be busy, but they're all very talented and capable of doing that. Um, the team has done really well raising funds. Right now they need $1,200 more to finish that particular part of the fundraising. The worship conferences are all put on by a nonprofit, and they need $3,600 more to be able to um, fully fund those conferences. And then any excess funds will go to a church that was bombed in December, uh, where at least 10 people were killed and about 50 were injured. So if your heart is led to contribute to this team, please do. You can put it on your check, put it in the plate, in the offering box. You can give online at cbchb.org. Thank you. And uh, just before we pray for the offering this morning, we did also want to announce the uh, memorial service for Annette Lamson on uh, February 17th uh, here at CBC at 11 um, a.m. And for those of you don't, who didn't uh, know, um, Annette Lamson uh, went to be with her Lord on January 21st. And so uh, just sort of a good reminder to keep uh, the Lamson family in our prayers. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we give you thanks uh, for this day and for this morning where we can lift up our praises together. We thank you so much for the ways that you uh, work in different parts of the world and in different communities and in different families and in different lives. We thank you for the glorious and beautiful things that you are doing now and in eternity. And Lord, we're reminded of that uh, 8 to 15 uh, sphere of influence that you've given to each one of us and the ways that you would want us to reach out to them, to be a blessing to them, to be light into places where there isn't much light and into places that desperately need uh, salvation and hope. Um, and so we ask that you would give us wisdom and guidance as we look to move into those areas. Um, Father, just in uh, praying for churches in the area here in Huntington Beach, we lift up um, Radiant Church in the area here, and we thank you for the ways that you've been moving in that church and in people's lives and been growing their church in, in numbers and in other ways, and pray you'd continue to do that, that you'd be with uh, the issues with their, um, 
just issues and opportunities they have uh, through their school of ministry and the way that they're pouring into other people and equipping others to serve you. Lord, we give you thanks again for the Pakistan team coming up and continue to be reminded of your work you're doing around the world. Pray that you'd continue to be with the team as they prepare and uh, raise support and uh, that you would lay out all, all kinds of different logistical support and prayer support for them. And Lord, also reminded of uh, Nate and Don Kruger with Wycliffe and the different translation work that they are doing. Pray that you would continue to strengthen them and give them opportunities in the different programs and uh, things that they are doing for translation work around the world and upcoming trip to Germany and all that you're doing there. Lord, we pray that you'd continue to be with them and bless their work and help to work in them and through them. And so, Lord, this morning, too, we pray for the offering and for all that you want to do through the funds that you entrust us with. And we thank you that even through uh, treasures, Lord, we can store them up in places where neither moth nor rust destroy them. And may it all be for your glory, we ask in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Carol. In 1 Timothy 4.13, the Apostle Paul encourages Timothy to devote himself to the public reading of Scripture. So this morning, we are going to do just that. Uh, this past fall, we began a sermon series in the book of 1 Peter. And then we took a little bit of a break uh, because of Advent and Christmas and the New Year. And starting next Sunday, we're going to jump back into that First Peter sermon series. But before we do that, this morning, we're going to remind ourselves of what we have learned through the first two chapters of First Peter as we read through both of those chapters here this morning, interspersed with songs, responsive readings, and prayers. So this morning, uh, let's ask the Lord to bless the reciting of his word, uh, not just that we will listen well for information, but that it will make its way into our hearts, uh, where, of course, it can do its most good, right? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for those that you entrusted to uh, put pen to paper, Lord, so that we could have it here today in 2018, Lord, as the primary way in which you reveal yourself to us. Thank you, Lord, that your word is true, that your word is faithful, that your word is a light unto our feet. Lord, thank you that we can walk this path knowing that you, Lord, have spoken your word to lead us. And as we read through 
1 Peter 1 and 2 this morning, leading up to the point of how do we respond as Christians who may go through, or I guess I should probably say will go through suffering. How do we respond to that in light of how you suffered, Lord, as we come to your table? Lord, reveal yourself to us. God, have your word pierce our hearts. And Lord, may we be transformed as we leave this place because of it. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ, sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Hebrews 12, verses 7 through 13 tell us, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating us as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If we are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then we are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. i yes. 
Concerning the salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. When they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even angels look long into those things. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. Stand. And holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Jesus the name Jesus the name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever say You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Oh we live for you we sing holy. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show 
me and only there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me Sing, I will build my life. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty ways of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or a defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him... You believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. 
like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Did you hear those words there? You, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possessions. God has us in his hand. There's no better place to be. Why has God made you his special possession? so that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Amen? So, let's do that right here, right now. Let's declare some of the praises of God. What would you like to praise God for this morning? Just shout it out loud so we can all hear. What else? Hmm. Yeah. For those who have put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, He has called us an heir to the inheritance of God. We are God's special possessions. Oh man, that should make you feel good this morning. When you ever doubt who you are as a person, just remember, if you put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are God's child, and there's nothing better than that. I have a maker He formed my heart Before even time began My life was in His hand He knows Very young, he'll never. 
and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorified God on the day he visits us. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those that do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Slaves, in recent and reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they, hurled when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and to live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. Peter reminds the church of what Christ went through for us on our behalf. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Peter. Earlier, Paul, in 1 Corinthians... When, as he writes to the church in Corinth, he gives instructions on this table. And Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, which is what Duane and Dina just read for us about his betrayal and his suffering. On the night he was betrayed, that he took bread, and when he had given thanks... He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. There are a number of things that stand out to us here, but 
Um, I just want to point out a couple here. First, the word remembrance is a Greek word. It's anamnesis. And anamnesis doesn't just mean to remember an event that has happened in the past, but to have some sort of active recollection, almost as if it's happening again in the present. God is an incredible God, the way he created us. And I don't know about you, but there are times when I see something or hear something or smell something and a flood of memories come back. I remember one time when our youngest son, Judah, was in preschool and I was dropping him off at the church where the preschool was and there was a public middle school next door. And I grew up in public schools. Maybe that says something about me, I don't know. But one thing the public schools get right is the coffee cake. <laughs> Anyone here know what I'm talking about? Especially LAUSD. The coffee cake is amazing. And I stepped out of the car. Let's see. This was, would have been Judah's 11. So it would have been probably six years ago, six, seven years ago. I'd been out of LAUSD middle school for a while at that point. I smelled the coffee cake. I felt like I was in middle school again. Like, I'm serious. I could, my body, I felt there something happened. And I felt like I was in middle school. I'm like, who's this kid walking next to me? I don't know, you know? But that's how God created our bodies, where when we smell something, we can remember something as if it's happening right now. That's what happens here at the table. That's the word that Paul uses here, anamnesis. It's not just, oh yeah, Jesus died for us. This happened 2,000 years ago. It goes beyond that. When Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, it's remember it as if it's happening now. Anamnesis. As we come to the table, there is a looking back, but it brings it to the present. As the crackers crunch in our mouths, we remember that Jesus' body was beaten. His flesh was torn for us. When the grape juice touches our lips, we remember that blood was shed for us. And it shouldn't be a, oh yeah, Jesus, you did something 2,000 years ago, but wow, this means something to me today in 2018. But that's not the only interesting word that's used in this passage because it's not just about a looking back, but it's a looking forward. At the end of that passage there, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is the prolepsis word in the Greek language. It's a future looking or a foreshadowing. And what Paul is saying here is not that we participate in the Lord's Supper until Jesus comes back and then we no longer do. That's not it at all. What it is, is we get to participate at this table until we can sit at the banquet table with the Lord. Revelation calls it the wedding feast, the wedding banquet of the Lamb. And those who have put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior are invited to this wonderful banquet feast. And it's a feast that we get to participate in for eternity. So until we're able to sit at that table with the Lord Jesus Christ, we do this until that time. 
So there's an anamnesis, a looking back, but it, it brings it to the present. It's an active recollection of what happened to Christ as we look forward to the time where we get to sit at the table with him having a great feast. There's an insert in your bulletin. It talks all about this table. If you don't know uh, what it is, if you don't know if you should come to the table this morning, that insert will answer some questions. Uh, if you need some more information or you have more questions that need to be answered, I'll be sitting down here. You can come up and you can talk with me. But this morning, let's come to the table. There are three up front, two in the back. There's one up in the balcony. Come to the table and do it in a way that brings forth this remembering of what Christ did for us. And don't let it stop there, but anticipate the time where we get to sit at the banquet feast with Christ. Come to the table, take the cracker and the juice back to your seat, and when the song is done, we'll all partake together. All right? All right let me pray. Father, thank you for sending your son God of creation, of all that we see and that even which we do not see. Lord, thank you for planning out a way for us to be made worthy again after the fall, after sin entered in through Adam and Eve. Lord, you provided a way for us to be redeemed to be made worthy again, and that's through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for, for Jesus' life here on earth, but more importantly, for his death, his resurrection, his ascension back to you, and Lord, for the fact that he is sitting at your right hand interceding for us even now. Thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, as we come to the table this morning, help us, Lord, to remember in a way that honors and glorifies your name and all that you have done for us. And help us to anticipate, to uh, look forward to that time where we can sit around this banquet feast that you have prepared for us and just remember all that you have done for us. Lord, we pray all of this in the name of Jesus, the only name who saves. Amen. Jesus paid it all, all 
to Him my own. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. forgiveness of sins, drink and remember.
Let no one caught in sin remain Inside the lie of inward shame But fix our eyes upon the cross And run to Him who showed great love and bled for us, Lord, freely you've bled for us. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Christ is risen from the dead. We are one with Him again. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Beneath the weight of all our sin, you bow to none but heaven's will no scheme of hell no scoffer's crown no burden grave can hold you down in strength you reign forever let your church proclaim let's stand church and sing it out Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Christ is risen from the dead, we are one with Him again. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Where is your sting? Oh, hell, where is your victory? Oh, church, come stand in the light. The glory of God has defeated the night. Singing, oh, death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? Oh, church, come stand in the light. Our God is not dead. He's alive. He's alive. Christ is risen from the dead. Rippling over death by death. Come awake. Come awake. Come and rise up from the grave. Christ is risen from the dead. We are one with Him again. Come awake, come awake, come and rise. Sing out again one more time. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Christ is risen from the dead. We are one with Him again. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. This is a prayer from the book of Habakkuk, not a book we normally read from the Old Testament. Um, I made this prayer into a responsive reading for us this morning. Meanwhile, though the fig tree does not bud, there are no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, 
and no cattle in the stalls. Though some of us search endlessly for work, enduring the challenge of economic hardship, and though some of our marriages have hit hard times, even rock bottom, and some of our children may be wandering from the faith, pursuing the world, though our culture continues to try and make faith matters private, lifting up the self to the highest place, though the time of your appearing still be delayed and people continue to be lovers of themselves and lovers of money, though we are surrounded by the boastful, the proud, the abusive, the ungrateful, and the unholy, though the love of most grows cold and a forgiving spirit is hard to find, though slander has become a standard mode of expression and self-control is a virtue that is fast becoming extinct, though all around us we encounter the brutal and look far and wide for those who love the good, though we watch helplessly as the love of pleasure and the pursuit of happiness become the end all, and the majority are lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness but denying its power, though all the above be true, our faith in you remains unshaken. Our hope and trust in you may be battered, but we refuse to shrink back Though it all will continue to re- through it all, we will continue to rejoice in you, in God, our Savior. The sovereign Lord is our strength. 